Welcome to the Stanley Street Social Podcast presented by MAP. My name's Alex Clements. I'm here with Campbell Flakemore. MAP released their deep, deep winter collection this week, which included A Feeling in the uh, in the shoot, who I think now has tendonitis after doing a week of not <laughs> training whatsoever. Amazing. But um, he looks good. He looks good in the photos. And obviously the kit makes him look better than he is. So obviously um, the deep winter release is for the northern hemisphere people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For those guys that have just been uh, in treating themselves to a European summer and about to take the deep dive into the winter months. Today we're looking at the welter from the time trial, which was stage ten to last night's stage sixteen. Sixteen. A um, little bit of summary of that. Got an update on your. Uh, you suffer first training program if you've made it to week one. I and, have, yep. Uh, some questions to wrap things up. And if you want to, there's a competition running at the moment to win yourself a T-shirt and maybe even some stickers if you're lucky. Uh, all you have to do is guess Campbell's 20-minute power, which is part of his final final 4D P test yeah, at the final, end of my 12-week program. Final roundup test. Uh, guess that, and you will win yourself a T-shirt and some stickers. Closest to the pin? Close to the pin. Well, surely someone's going to get the pin. You'd think so. Been a few guesses, actually. Oh, it's running hot. People are getting around. Good it. competition. Everyone wants to get around me. It's not a hard competition to enter either. No, it's not. Um, stage 10, and if you look at um, stage 9, I believe, from the, from the GC, we had Nairo... In the lead with Roglic in second, and there was there was a bit of there was a bit of a question around Quintana and where he was at and how he was going to go. And this TT was a big test, but Gia Primus Roglic definitely showed up today uh, on that day and torched the TT. Yeah, he did. He's sort of shown himself as as the best time trialist in Grand Tours and Tours uh, recently. So he's won, um, he had two ITT wins at the Giro this year and he won at Romandie as well. So there's the, the TTs that he's won this season and then he absolutely scorched the field. Paddy Bevan was second at 25 in, in, seconds. In the hot seat. Which was great. He would have been in the hot seat for about three hours. Yeah. He obviously targeted that. Um, uh, but for the rest of the GC guys, especially Quintana, it's an absolutely horrific performance. <laughs> Honestly, it's just not good enough. No. You want to be putting 30, 40 seconds into everyone on every climb if you're going to be putting out a performance like that in the TT. And the day before that, Sam Seck announced that he was moving teams, yeah. going, you beauty, we got, we got him in the red jersey. And then the next day he comes out and gets absolutely hammered. Well, they probably, the they probably knew what was coming. They thought, we'll strike while the iron's hot. Yeah. He's in the red jersey. But what I do want to say is that Podjakar put in a really good performance to come in at 11th, only a minute 30 behind Roglic. So I think this was kind of the start of his rise towards the top of hmm. top of the GC rankings. Um, and Valverde was solid-ish at 138, those old legs just holding up in a, in a pretty grippy TT. 47 minutes, average of only 46, which for a World Tour TT... It's not electric, so the parkour was a little bit tricky. And those uh, those sort of TTs are just up Roglic's alley. Mm. He's bread and butter, man. And UAE must be pretty happy at the moment with Podjakar 
putting a little bit of an extension on that contract and they've kind of... Jeez, what do you reckon he bumped that contract up about uh, 250%? Well, it depends. Was this, was this pre-Welter? He did have a good year, but since uh, with the last week, he's been superb. For his sake, you hope it was a really late negotiation, but I guess for them, it was a bit of a roll with the dice bringing him in. Was it going to be for experience? Was it going to be for hunting stages? And I guess they were just playing it as it comes, and now he's in the mix for a podium in Madrid and probably the best climber in the race at the moment. The next stage, stage 11, big breakaway up the road, which include two Australians, Damien Hausen and Ben O'Connor. But it was the first of the Welter teams to be previewed on the Continental Breakfast. Something in the water there, isn't yeah. there? Yeah. Tom Hamilton's teams are coming up trumps. It was Mikel Ichuria from the Uskadi Uskadi or Uskadi Basque Country team who took the chockies in a solo manner. He went pretty early in the piece, relatively. I think it was the last 20-odd K he was solo. Mm. Damien Housen was was active in the group behind. Couldn't quite get it right. Uh, but for fourth, and yeah, I think it, it was it was a pretty good performance from Damo. But again, in, these, in the Welter, I saw there was a stat on Twitter that the Welter's the... The Grand Tour where the pro-conti teams chalk up the most victories. And there's been so many victories from up the road. Yeah. Which is probably, hence that stat, Yeah, is, exactly. where, is where they get their wins from. Yep. They're not going to win bunchies. They're not going to win against the heads of state. It's yeah. those big groups going up the road. And full credit to them. I, I don't mind seeing it. It's really great, actually. Stage 12 and another another breakaway. And it was the old legs. Mm. And Phil Jill. Signed three years with Watto Sudow. Yeah. Interesting. A lot of years for, what is he, 30, must be 36 or 37 already. He's going to be 40 at the end of his contract. Are they paying for two and just cashing in a retirement year? Maybe, possibly into an off-the-bike role. But I think it actually is a, a three-year rider contract. Yeah, we're just going, how long can I milk this for? And, and to be fair, he did He did win Roubaix this yeah. year. So he's, and he's winning stages of Grand Tours. Yeah, he's not think, exactly slacking off. I think it was his 10th Grand Tour Stage win. The contract year king. Uh, there was a tweet of his pal Mars put up the other day, and it's just incredible. I can't, I can't remember what it was, but along with all these monuments, it's now 10 grand tour stage wins, and he did it solo. He left him on the last climb. Um, again, the, the pro Conti boys were were in second and third, couldn't quite get it together, and, and Phil Gill, the, the king, just, just takes another win for De Koenig in 2019. Mm. Stage 13. And this is where we saw Pogatar really... You said he was good in the TT, which he was, but my God, he was good this stage. Yeah. What night was this? Was this... It was when I was, watch, I was watching the cricket and I was up quite late and I managed to watch the finale of this stage. And I, honestly, I was expecting Roglic to suffer a little bit on this steep finish because it was the gradients of up to 25%. It was wildly steep. I was expecting Lopez and Quintana to to have it their own way, but the two... Slovenians just linked up and mm. literally just rode away. They were that strong. And the guys that I thought in Lopez and Quintana, especially Lopez, ended up losing a minute to Podjakar and Roglic on this stage. So, again, that kind of mid to a slump of Lopez, catching up with him again, losing silly time like this on a, on a finale that really should have suited him more than anyone. And, and a stage that you, it's got Colombian cl- little... Lightweight climb yeah. written all over it. Like steep, steep. Like I said, 25. Uh, and after some punchy climbs, not like it's just a uh, relatively mediocre stage before that because it's the welter, obviously, uh, you would have thought, but the Slovenians put on a clinic. I tell you what, I'd hate to be 
a GC rider at the moment. Imagine if you're s- if you're over 25 years of age, you'd be thinking, I'm not going to be a chance. We've got Bernal, we got Podjakar. These two are on another level. Podjakar is almost having a better debut season than Bernal last year. I'd definitely. Definitely run L- with that. A lot more opportunity. You're right. A Bernal, lot more opportunity. Bernal was in the log jam. He yeah. was. Mr. Froome and Geraint above him, plus a handful of others, argue, arguably. So, a little bit more freedom on UAE. Correct. Yeah, you're not wrong. But, still. And just seems a little bit more rounded, a little bit more... Well, especially with that TT. The TT performance was super impressive, which um, can be a little bit of a, an Achilles heel for, for Colombians. So... Full credit to Podjakar and, and Roglic. Those two are just absolutely taking the piss in this tour. Stage 14, we had penciled in for a bunch kick. All kind of got it, but there was a massive bingle. Ooh, yeah. Um, which pretty much took out the bunch. And Sam Bennett started his sprint real early, and there was a reason why I was a favourite. He just torched <laughs> him. <laughs> he was so strong. Yeah. When did he have? Must have been 400 metres to go. At, yeah, minimum. Because I think uh, there was a lot of Sudal rider who attacked, which almost caught the surprise, got a little bit of a gap. And like you said, there was a big crash. So no one really had teammates there. I think Quick Step actually had three guys. Um, so they were doing a little bit of work for Jakobsen, but the, the finish proved a little bit too difficult. It was a bit, a bit uphill. Um, and yeah, Bennett just looked so strong. It's almost like he, the pictures look like he won solo. He hit out that early. And how cash was he about his win? Just like a little finger, yeah. a little it's a bit, bit of Kedel Evans, Evans about it. Yeah, but he's, um, like I said, he's probably the sprinter of the season. Yes, Caleb Ewan won three stages of the tour, but I think Caleb would have been happy that he wasn't there. Stage 15, another breakaway, and... The American Sepp Kuss proved hands down that he can venture outside the U- the native state and perform on the European scene. It's always the question of Americans, isn't it? That like that because you look at his stat sheet, he's got um, he's got Utah, he's got Utah three time stage winner, GC Tour of Alberta, Colorado Classic. Like there's, it's a good. American stat sheet, but there's one outline out on there, the Welter Espana Classic stage win. It's huge, isn't it? And could this be the next American kind of protege? There's been a lot of Americans come through, Dombrowski, Boswell, that probably haven't quite hit the heights they've that all, we expected. They've all been huge in the under-23 circuit, yeah. but never quite converted. Craddock's probably another one that we're seeing a little bit out of now, but nothing really too special. Nothing Did a good that- TT was in the breakaway on that stage with Damo, but... Nothing really exciting. Not, 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 not this. Not this was big. Not mountaintop finishes in a Grand Tour. And I think it was... I know you don't like this, but going in, in the breakaway with the team leading the tour, especially, I know you of, don't like that. There's a lot of confidence. But to, to go into that move and to finish it off, I think um, you, you can't be angry with that. Not even you can be Alex Arlar Trex. Tactics in the Tour de France. Yeah, Are you happy with it? Uh, yeah, I don't mind it because he finished it off, or because it's Sepkus. A bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> I think more well, because he delivered. Yeah, he wasn't just out there flapping, and um, but also how strong Roglic has been, and the time buffer he's got. Like I know, I know, he, it's still only two and a half minutes, and one shocker can really unravel all that. But he looks 
class A. Yeah, and it's not like he's kind of the main man. He's probably going to be the last climber with him in the last couple of stages, but there's also George Bennett and Robert Guessing back in the bunch had things gone pear-shaped. Mm. Tag Agenhart in third was kind of his first day up the road. Yeah, it's been a pretty slow tour from Ineos, generally speaking. No real, for, no, for, no one in the mix, generally. For their grand tour kind of history, yes. Not, not, not a lot to write home about. And then stage 16, what we had last night, Astana taking a different approach, sending Jakob up the road to really tie up, put a bow on a super year for him, taking out his uh, unfortunate Tour de France stage. We crashed out on stage one, but apart from that, he's had a huge, a huge year for Team, team Astana and Lopez... Did a good job. He wasn't super, but he... Or he was good last night. I ended up watching the last 7 or 8K, and he was as good as anyone last night. I'm not sure whether the results show it. Was it is it just not... See, so so yeah, he came in with Podjikar and, and Roglic. And Roglic. Um, so Astana, yep, they won the stage up the road with... They had Fulsang and Lewis Leon doing the job. Worked over the two young British lads in Gogenhart and Knox. And then in the back, they did a full gas peel um, for Lopez and he attacked twice, big style. Only Podjakar could go with him. Roglic kind of dieseled his way back across and then the three kind of worked together. More so Podjakar and Lopez with Roglic just sitting on the wheel. So Superman's coming back into a little bit of touch late in the piece is what we expected. So I don't think this one's over just quite yet, but the two Slovenians were looking absolutely superb and especially... Especially Podjaka, it looks so strong in the saddle. Um, hasn't had any problems so far, but we're heading into the last week of a Grand Tour. This is where the young legs of the Slovenian might come a little bit unhitched. So that leaves us with Roglic at uh, leading the jet, leading the race. Valverde at two forty eight, Pogatar at three forty two, Lopez at three fifty nine. And Quintana was poor last night as well. Got yeah. dropped very early and he's probably... He's down 7 minutes 43. Yep. Again, not too not not far enough off to write him off. You, just wouldn't, you wouldn't let him go up the road. I wouldn't like seeing him at 7 minutes. I think that's a really dangerous um dangerous buffer right there. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to see Naro go up the road in an EB. Can Lopez or Pogatar unhitch Roglic or Valverde in second? I don't see Valverde doing it. I don't think he's... Well, I think he's... I'm, I haven't looked at the parkour properly, but I'm sure there'll be another stage of him along the line. I don't think he's climbing well enough to offload them. But Podjakar and Lopez last night were climbing absolutely superb. I'm not sure whether Roglic was actually in trouble or he was just playing the smart game, dieseled his way back to the front. But uh, it's not over yet. I, it's really not over yet. It looks like there's a huge opportunity on stage 18. One, two, three, four cat climbs. Yeah. If Astana and Movie Star can cook something up early on cat on cat one, number one of the day. Yep. Cause a few problems uh, amongst the camp at, at Jumbo Visma. I think there's some problems that can be had here. And what was it? Only four or five months ago in the Giro, people thought Roglic had it absolutely sewn up at this yeah. time. So let's just not get carried away. It's a really nice advantage, but two minutes forty-eight on a big mountain stage can disappear just like that. So. I'm probably. I, I want to see Roglic win. I really do. But I think my original tip of Lopez. I'm. I'm still going to stick tight to it. 
and Roglic will make the podium with Podjakar. I think he, he's climbing that well. Hasn't shown any sign of falling away. So I think that's probably going to be my podium with Valverde slipping out. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Valverde did look like he was in a little bit of trouble last night. Yeah. Brussels Cycling Classic. An amazing photo finish. Seen the, seen the. I have. The that footage. was. Go- everyone was getting. It looks keen. like it, it looks like it's fake. Everyone was getting like pretty keen for it on the Twitter, weren't they? Well, there's so many riders within. That was good. I will give them that. Caleb Ewan um, wrapped up an absolute doozy of a year, though, with another with another win, and especially, I guess, an important win for him on a Belgium team. It's a Belgium race. His final race of the year. And he delivered yet again. So you're right. It's a it's a good finish for Caleb, uh, beating Ta- beating Ackerman and Phillips, and two young sprinters who are probably going to be going head to head with Caleb for the next five, five, six, seven years. Um, a few of the older dogs there, Christoph and Demar, sixth and seventh. But for him, that's probably the dream, the dream season. Could, could you have a better year? Probably not. I think maybe he could have. I mean, if he's being hard on himself, he probably probably would have wanted a few more wins early in the piece yeah. um, to settle things down. But two stages at the Giro, three at the Tour de France, and then to wrap things up with the Brussels Cycling Classic. How many wins is that for the year? Ten. It's not a bad ten, vic- sheet, is ten it? victories for a sprinter. That's that's incredible. I guess yeah. There's only a couple here. There's a lot of seconds. There's a few seconds that if you convert them into into W's, into W's that is a super year. Big year. Cadell's yep. race wasn't far. It was very close to Viviani. Yep. Stage at Tour Down Under, two Paris stages, a Giro stage second as well. And then one the Tour and then, de France. And then the Tour de France as well. Yeah. Like big year. Yeah. Exactly. Full credit. See you and. And the hard thing for him now is to to build on that. Um, a few, I'm guessing there'll be a few nice signings coming on board in 2020. And, and we talked about this a lot. It's like he's always wanted this team. He's always wanted the team. Yeah, he's got it. He's and he's delivered. delivered. Yeah. He must be one of the happiest campers going around yep. and going. You know what? I'm ready to lock in for the rest of my career if the team keeps going on the tra- trajectory. I keep, keep winning they, five grand tour stages I, a year. I keep winning stages. Like, yeah. So he's done. I'm guessing I, yeah, I saw an Insta going on a holiday. Yeah. No better way than that. Finishing on a finishing win on your last race. Win. That's Not fantastic. crashing before going on holiday as well. Yeah. is also great. Yeah. Everyone loves that. <laughs> Not so easy to manage as a sprinter, but he did the job. Uh, two, of, two of Britain's also on stage one. Wagon took home the truck. He's, he's the fastest man there. Yep, he is. I think By, him, him and Caleb and Bennett probably been the standout sprinters. Yep. Um, Trenton won stage two with a nice little handy lead out from Alex Edmondson. The local British man. The local British man who still riding a bike. So he's yep. still going around. Still mostly doing a good job. So <laughs> Made the move. And th- stage three, um, Grunewagen got up again, but uh, Trenton holds the jersey. So that's a bet. It's a battle to real, really report. Just a little talking point that I want to briefly bring up. Simo- from- Simon in sixth. <laughs> that I want to bring up from the welter is Willie Smith. Starting the stage, there was a, there was a photo circulating of him with big stitches on He's his... the Katusha writer, and you might not have noted the name, but there's a filthy photo on, his, on Twitter that you will not forget. Yeah, it's his knee, and it's got the rawest stitches you've ever seen, and it's setting off for stage 15 or whatever it was. 
silly behaviour for mine, Alex. I know that we try and glorify these cyclists that they're heroes and warriors. What are you doing? If you crash, I'm no doctor. I'm the furthest thing from a doctor. But if you crash with those stitches, I imagine it's not going to be a very pleasant experience. And it's not like he's top three in the general or anything like this that he actually needs to continue to fight. I imagine there's only negatives that can come of this. So I'm not a big fan of this this behaviour of um, pissing in his pocket and telling him how good he is. What are your thoughts? And especially it's the World Test Stage 15. He's not putting himself up the road bounce. Like, it's not fine. Like, it's not... Obviously, it can't be technically fine that he's absolutely f- moving. Like, yeah. like, he can't give away this form. Or he's not running fourth on the general Tour de France and has got two stages left. I think, um, yeah, you've got to put a bit of rational sense behind these kind of situations. And he's just coming into his off-season, he's going to be more buckled than he was. Yeah, I, I get the argument that he has to... Maybe, maybe he doesn't have a contract for next year and he has to fight... But I don't imagine with that sort of injury in your knee, you're actually going to be able to be fighting in the front for results. It's going to make your stat sheet look worse. Yeah. Um, I'll just get the, uh, the the Instagram questions up. But while I do that, you've just done week one. How'd you go? I have. First done. of all, you actually did it. Yeah. Uh, this is of the Suffest program that Campbell's are. Uh, currently completing yeah i'm one week in so originally i thought i was just gonna be doing two sessions um you know for me the thought of being on an indoor turbo didn't really get me too keen but after a few sessions i was actually i was honestly invested so i'm committed for three sessions a week now alex monday wednesday friday and it was solid it was quite solid i mean all the sessions are done to um the power that you did in the 4DP test. So I'm working off the the 20 minute average of four of sorry not four of 248. So it's nothing really impressive. But um, so yeah, three sessions three sessions under the belt. I've done. It's called Do as You're Told. Is the first session. It's essentially where you're pretty much just attacking, attacking, recovering, attacking, recovering. So how it works. It's not like other training platforms where you just ride along and you you see your watts and things like that you actually get a a session that's planned and you follow it as the session goes so you'll be told that you need to do um 300 watts for x amount of minutes and then you get recovery and as it goes you're seeing footage from a race so there's strata bianchi there's the classics so as you're doing your effort in the race that's also mirrored someone attacking or something like that so it's actually really engaging. I am enjoying it. Were you just channeling a little bit of C. Flakemore circa 2013? Not really. I was just looking to get through the efforts. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, look, they were proper hard. But already after three, I'm noticing a big difference from, from session three to session one. So already seeing some benefits, which is great. And um, yeah, looking forward to getting well, that, into, into next week, session two. Well, that's uh, good. Week two. And yourself, best ride of the week. Or the ride of the week from the Welter, the guy that we think suffered the most. Well, talking off possess it possessed the same traits that you did on last week when you were boxing on on the trainer. I was thinking just off air, we were talking probably Lopez. I mean, that TT, he knew that he was going to have to be absolutely suffering. Like, you wouldn't believe to limit his losses. Two minutes, it's not great, but he was going as hard as everyone else. And then also the stage where Podjakar and Roglic left him up the road. 
probably lost a minute where he probably shouldn't have. Um, so to drag your body up over those sort of gradients while you're losing time, and he's got a lot of, not easy. He's got a lot of suffering to go. As he's well. got a lot of suffering to go, but I think at the same time he'll be the one dishing out a lot of suffering. Question time. If you want to ask a question, always put out a post on the Instagram and Facebook the night before the pod. So you just need to follow us on the social media and you can ask a question. Uh, Fabio Velo, will Movie Star call the 2019 Welter a success because they have converted, they have won the team's classification? There must be some pressure coming from the top of the sponsors that every Grand Tour is... Uh, the the team's classification is a is a priority because every every Grand Tour they're leading it probably because no, they got three or four yeah, leaders and <laughs> and because they've got no leader <laughs> like if you've got if every team had five guys going full noise at and at a victory you'd go right in a, in a rubbish classification. To be fair, I reckon if they get a podium and they win the team's classification, they've already got a stage with Alverde. It's probably. Probably classified as as a success, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, TT Daily, is there a link between the Continental Breakfast bagging out some pro-conti teams and then the same team going out and winning stages? First of all, Tom's it's very analytical. He's not bagging out teams. Mm. Does, he, does his, he does his homework. He does. And, it, and it's not... I mean, we do have a little bit of fun, but the facts are the facts. But also the facts are the facts. They go on to win. <laughs> that is also true. <laughs> there is something in that. There's definitely something in that T T E Hamilton's Conti breakfast. So I'm not sure who's next week, Alex. The Giro, oh, sorry, the Vuelta will be over. Mm. So can't really give anyone any special luck. But is it going to be Vuelta based, or is he going outside of I, the I Spanish realm? He's currently outside cooking a steak. So I'm not a hundred percent on what he's going with. But maybe he could look Cofidis, which which leads on to our next question. Oh, I want something a little bit more rogue than Cofidis. They're going to be a world tour squad next year. Are they? Yeah. Is that locked in? Pretty much with Viviani's going there. Locked in. I think so. Don't okay. quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure. You heard it here first listeners. Cofidis break, break is news. going world tour. Your source Seaflake more. Underscore and Ross. Where did Cofidis get all their money from with signing all these big guns and will they actually bring home the biscuits? They've been sponsoring cycling for a long time. And will they actually bring home the biscuits? Now, my prediction, Viviani's going to have a significant decrease in his wins. Significant. 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 I agree he'll have a little bit of a decrease, but I think he's a classy rider, Viviani. I think he'll still get get some big wins. He's not uh, not going to win. As a world tour status team. Jethro Nago, he's... um, Transferred platforms. Traditionally a Twitter question person, but he's gone onto the Instagram. Mm -hmm. And he says, just seen the Belgian world squad mental lineup. If you were given the choice of managing one nation this year for the men's elite world road race, which nation would it be and why? The Dutch, I think. Love to to have Mathieu van der Poel... Having uh, having him as your leader, he, he's, he'll be the clear leader. I think with Belgium, Spain, um, some other countries, Italy always seem to have a few leaders. I think I think the Dutch will all be about Mathieu van der Poel. So I think the most exciting team to manage would probably be them. Your thoughts? Do you reckon the Dutch too, a little bit more than the Spanish and the Italians and the, the Belgies might have a bit more cohesion? 
I think I don't yes. know why I'm saying that, but, just, but it just seems right. like there's just a bit more things click a bit more up there. Yeah, possibly. I mean, even the Australians have had some problems from from time to time with yeah. Gerrans and Matthews, Locke and Horns running fourth and fifth in the same world championship. So I think it, to answer that question, just someone with a clear leader, Slovakia or even Peter Sagan, you're gonna have you're gonna have a lot of riders for one leader. So. One of those uh, two. Joe Chams. Does anyone look better than Sepp Kuss climbing out of the saddle? I don't think so. No, nah, it's, it's good, isn't it's it? It's a nice sight. Maybe Armstrong circa 2001 <laughs> is similar, but Sepp Kuss, he does look good out of the seat. Um, cycling underscore Mr. No welter, but Edmo sprinting in the TOB alongside Trenton. The new, the new guard, question mark. Possibly. Well, he, he was good. Yeah, he's had a little bit of an interrupted season. RE injuries. Mm, had and, a, a shoulder problem at the start of the year, which ruled him out of the classics. Yeah, so when your big goal like that kind of gets taken away, it's hard to get re-motivated, but no grand tour for him this year. But it's great to see him back at, at the Tour of Britain helping out uh, Trenton getting a few victories. So a new guard. Yeah, he was good with Caleb last year. So who knows, maybe we might see them link up a few years down the track, but it's just good to see him back back racing and, and being involved at the pointy end. And he has he is good at that kind of stuff. He that, is like just keep me out of trouble. Yeah. Make sure no one takes that wheel. And when you need to be fast, he's fast. Yeah. He's fast enough. He's probably not a, an out and out sprinter. I don't think he's gonna be winning big bunch kicks, but as a as a small kind of group sprinter slash lead out man, there's probably no one better. Mm. At that age, sort of coming up uh, through the ranks, and he's strong as an ox. If if things do get a bit yeah. tough, uh, and has pedigree in the classics as well, the under yeah. twenty three winner of, the, of Flanders. Yeah. Anyway, that's enough of pumping up his tyres. Yeah. Um, another one from <laughs> Cycling Underscore Mister is Stevo uh, X Mitchelton Scott, the DS for UAE at the World Cup might explain Pogatar going so well. Legend in taking young guys under his wing. E.g. Chavez. That's correct. Yeah, we've seen uh, what he's done with Chavez, rolling like going to Colombia, rolling the dice on him completely. Possibly, I don't know whether he's the DS there. It's not on the it's not on the PSC stat sheet, so I'm not really sure. Yeah, I'm not sure, but there's definitely something in there. That's a that's a good question. But oh, geez, I'm excited about this Podjakar kid. Him and him and Bernal, the next five ten years going head to heads, an exciting prospect. Uh, and this one gets thrown around a thrown thrown around a bit. Uh, Andrew McGrath is uh, where is R. Uh, Dennis? He's gone he's, MIA he's, in a big way. He's my assumption is that he's uh, in Andorra in Girona training for worlds, prepping for worlds. I think yes. I saw he put up a someone on the socials, um, hairy legs. Yeah. So he's clearly just been keeping out of trouble wherever in Andorra or Girona, wherever he's living. And just doing his own thing, preparing for the the TT Worlds, which he's the defending champion. So he's going to want to put in a big show. Really. And, he, and he could come out and absolutely torch it. Like yeah. just doing, just TTT prep. That's it. Yeah, the, yeah the perfect prep though. Last year, he did the world up until about stage 15. Did two TTs, won them both. So now I don't know whether he's, you know, you, you probably do need that racing in the legs, the big loading. But if he's pissed off but for a and t- he's mad. But for a TT? Well, I don't know. It's horses for courses. That's that's one way that it's worked. Maybe he's got another approach where he's going to go the no racing and just the training approach. 
So it'll be interesting to see. Um, but the way Primoz is going at the moment, and I think Grant Thomas is also targeting the TT at Worlds, and also Evan Pohl, the the 19-year-old. I still don't think he's going to be able to cause problems. Surely not. Surely not. Not over 50 minutes. Not over 50 minutes an hour. But I think this year we know Tommy D, no Froomey. I think he's still a chance off the back of off no real racing prep. That's all. Thanks to Matt. Don't forget out there. Check out their deep winter collection. Um, all their range is at map.cc. We'll see you back here next week for a, for a wrap up. Well, to wrap up and well, Conti breakfast. Conti breakfast. If you've got any recommendations, send them out. Any teams you'd like to hear from? And there'll be another three sessions into the Sufferfest as well. Yeah, you you'll come back. 10 kilos lighter, <laughs> 50 watts quicker. If you want a free T-shirt, uh, all you have to do is guess Campbell's um, performance gain in the 20-minute aspect of his of his uh, final wrap-up test. Or if you don't want to do that, you can just fork out the $40 yourself and go buy yourself one online. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you back at the Social Club next time.